When I lost my cousin to suicide and went to a dark place, I didn't know where to turn. I was struggling to cope with grief and was consumed by negative thoughts. That's when my wife suggested that I try therapy. At first, I was hesitant. I didn't want to open up to a stranger and admit my struggles, but eventually, I gave it a chance and it changed my life forever. Through therapy, I learned to be more mindful and present in the moment. I discovered new coping strategies for my anxiety and depression, and I developed a deeper understanding of my own mental health. With the help of my therapist, I learned to care better for myself mentally, and that has made all the difference in my life. If you're struggling with your own mental health, I encourage you to give therapy a chance. It can be difficult to take the first step, but it's worth it. And if you're not sure where to start, I recommend checking out BetterHelp. They offer convenient, affordable, and confidential online therapy with licensed professionals who can help navigate life's challenges. So take it from me, therapy can be life-changing. Visit betterhelp.com slash okay to get started. And as a listener of Hey Man, It's Okay, you'll get 10% off your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp.com slash okay for 10% off your first month of therapy. Remember, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to ask for help. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Hey Man, It's Okay. Today, we discuss communication with a very special guest. Everybody, welcome to this special episode of Hey Man, It's Okay. I am here with a very special guest, and it's someone who I've talked about, so I decided it was time to have her on, my wife, Rebecca. Hi, everybody. Um, thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Sky. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that we got to find the time to, rec- to record this. Um, you know, today we're here to talk about how mindfulness and communication helped improve our relationship. I know this is a men's mental health podcast, but... I thought that communication was something that can really um, benefit everybody. And I thought, who better than to bring here about in a commuting vacation episode than the person I communicate with best? (laughs) Well, I'm excited to be here and talk about it. Um, So I was thinking about how we could talk today about how our communication has changed and morphed since the beginning of our relationship. Well, you know, I think our relationship, our since the first time we really started spending time together, we always were able to talk with each other really easily. We always communicated well. It was always easy with you. And even though you did jerkish things like <laughs> tell me how to make a U-turn and other things, I still always felt like I could talk to you. So that was always something that I yearned for. And it's honestly what really made me fall in love with you was just the ease of being able to be in your presence. I think that... It was good because we kind of, we lived at a distance. Yeah. You were in Washington. I was in Arizona. And there was no bringing you flowers to fix it. And I couldn't exactly afford to have flowers delivered to you. (laughs) So it was really important for us to figure out how to communicate because that was the only way we could. And yeah, I also agree that it was so easy to talk to you and things always flowed and we never really ran out of stuff to talk about which we think is really, really important. And I love that that is the building blocks of our relationship. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So when we first met, I was not a good communicator. I would agree with that statement. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was good at making you laugh, but I think 
much beyond that. There wasn't a whole lot there. I mean, we always were able to have good conversation, but when the emotional stuff came up, it was tough. And, you know, I feel like I had an advantage because I grew up in a home where we were, I mean, I was encouraged by my mom and my grandma very frequently to express my emotions and my grandma there's lots of sayings that she has given me over the years that have stuck with me (laughs) yeah but one of them was that the emotional work is always the hardest to do but it's always worth it so she would always ask me questions like what's your motive and what are you trying to accomplish and from a young age I learned how to be mindful with my communication now I have a temper just like all of us do. So sometimes I'm not I saying a little about that. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I definitely was given the tools at a younger age to be able to deal with expressing myself. And I mean in my adult life I also went back to therapy to sharpen those tools a little bit more, but being able to communicate was a little tough in the beginning because sometimes you had the tendency to be a little reactive to things. Yeah, I agree with that. That's just how I grew up, and I'm so thankful that you were patient with me during those times, (laughs) because you really helped walk me through what I was feeling and what was actually going through my head when I was feeling so defensive. One of the things you said to me was, I'm not here to attack you, and that has always stuck with me since you said that to me, and that's something that I really appreciate about about you, is is that's something really important you taught me. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's going to be things that we do. We're human. Of course, there's going to be do. There's going to be things we do that get on each other's nerves. But I've always appreciated that. Usually, I could express myself to you. Sometimes it was not the greatest reaction, but I always <laughs> knew that you would always hear me out. Yeah, absolutely. After we got married, you know, obviously I was doing enough that you said yes to marrying me, <laughs> which I think was a feat all on its own. <laughs> Um, after all, man, all the stuff we had to go through. I think I was still a little bit mindless. Not a little bit. I was mindless kind of when we got married. Yeah, I used to call you my bull in a china shop. Yeah. I wouldn't really be intentional. I wouldn't think about things before I did them. You I just break did. break so many things. You would just not think. You would pick up and go. <laughs> and you would break so many things. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Bef- before the before I wouldn't plan anything I would just do start doing it and in the middle of it realize what I was doing wasn't right and wasn't gonna work (laughs) Uh, and that would get me into tough situations a lot I would agree with that yeah (laughs) I mean not just not just with me I think with all sorts of extended family members too yeah I can look back and see how my actions might have affected some things while I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For now, at this point, I can look yeah. back. Hey, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It's always yeah. easier to reflect. Oh, not twenty twenty again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. I mean, things really took a turn after you. Well, first of all, you always told me be more mindful. Did you use mindful? I, I had. I think I used every term that I could possibly think of. I tried for years. What was the other one? You intentional. Would use? Yeah, be intentional. I tried like explaining to you to just slow down and think before things would happen. And I would just be like, I am thinking. What do you mean? And I knew you weren't. Yeah, but I went to one therapy session. Yep. I came back and I said, babe... You weren't even all the way home. You called me on the way home. You were so excited. (laughs) And I get this call from you and you're like, you'll never guess what she taught me. 
And I still remember I was standing in the kitchen and I was like, oh, yeah, tell me about it. And you're like, she taught me how to be mindful. And I literally stood there frozen because I was like, on one hand, I'm so happy that it finally clicked. And on the other hand, how is it fair that this woman in 45 minutes of knowing you has taught you this concept? But I'm eternally thankful that that's something that she was able to explain to you in a way that made sense to you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the cool things she did was for mindfulness was to picture she made me create two lists one list was a list of the person i want to be and then she made me make another list of the person who i don't want to be and so we took that list and she drew circles around him and she said now pretend these are hurricanes and she drew swirls around both the circles then she drew a circle in the middle and drew a hurricane around it and she said You need to put yourself into the eye of the hurricane and think about, do I want to go towards being the person I want to be or do I want to go towards the person who I don't want to be? So you have to take a second to really think about the situation before making your decisions on what you're going to do next. And that's that really stuck with me. And I mean, you know, from from that point, it was just like a huge snap in who I was. Yeah, it's definitely something I feel like when you are more aware of yourself, I know when I've not been being mindful, I end up in situations and I'm like, how did I let myself get here? Or I look back and I'm like, why did I get so frustrated about that? And when you don't deal with those turbulent emotions as much because you're able to be mindful of how you're conducting yourself... I think a lot of things get a lot easier and it's a lot easier to improve yourself when you're more just aware of what you're doing. And that's something I think mindfulness really helps with. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mindfulness is just one of the many tools that I found through therapy. With that, Rebecca and I are going to take a short break and play a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about more of the tools that we were able to put in our tool belt. Hey, Mike, why do you think we're friends? In an ideal world, what would the next year of your life look like? When someone asks you what you're thinking about and you say nothing, what are you actually thinking about? In what ways do you sabotage yourself? With Let's Get Real Bro, a brand new card game for guys to connect, dig deep, and get real, you can ask these questions to your friends and many more. I know Mike and I have really enjoyed playing this game. Go to our website, heymanitsokay.com, scroll to the bottom, and click the link to get your very own copy of Let's Get Real, Bro. You've activated my nudge card. I love you, man. Love you too, buddy. All right, welcome back to the podcast, guys. We're going to continue our conversation about communication and mindfulness. So one of the other things I think that changed besides my – well, one of the things my mindfulness helped – was my reactions to things. Absolutely, I agree with that. I learned to be less defensive, and I learned to be less reactive, which I think was a really hard lesson. So when did you start, like, when did you start noticing the changes after I started going to therapy? Like, how quickly did it happen? I mean, it took a couple of weeks to notice it in in full force but you know we don't fight a lot it's not like we have a turbulent relationship so you know the changes 
probably happened immediately, but they didn't get tested <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> and I mean, they probably didn't happen immediately. But within a couple of weeks, I definitely started to notice a difference. And you just felt more calm. Like when we were put into situations that you were unfamiliar with, you just felt a lot more calm. And Interesting. Okay. And, you know, I noticed that you took criticism better pretty quickly. And we were, I was able to communicate with you. You know, we've always used something called safe space talks. And that's something my grandma taught me when I was young that, you know, we wouldn't use them very often. If it was a safe space talk, it was something pretty serious. And the other person would listen to you as long as you were respectful. The other person would listen and hear you out before responding. And I remember safe space talks were pretty hard for us to have in the beginning because you, you would get defensive and... I'd have to remind you that I was still your ally. There was just things that we needed to talk about. And that definitely changed pretty quickly after your mindfulness got better. We were able to actually have safe space talks where I wouldn't feel like if I talked to you about something, it would ruin your day. And I think a prime example of your reactivity is how you used to behave with sports games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I know you're probably not proud of that. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not. You know, when my team would lose, it would just, it would just ruin my entire day. I was so, I had such a bad reaction to them losing and they were having such a good season. So when it lost, it was really hard. And yeah, I would. Rebecca like would plan plan on nothing happening after that. It was hard to make plans because I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to make Sunday afternoon plans with you, but I don't know if my husband's going to be pouting or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty bad one. It's definitely it's definitely not like that anymore. I barely I barely watch that that team these days. <laughs> well, and it was it was something that was important to you, and I totally understood like the feeling behind it but it was definitely I felt like you did not realize how much of not a big deal it really was (laughs) yeah I really I appreciated that you would give me my time to have my little pout session and yeah I think I think after I started going to therapy I realized like why am I reacting like this to that and figuring out shouldn't control the rest of my day. Yeah. <laughs> I had no control over it. There's nothing else I could do to change the outcome. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, that I'm definitely less reactive to that yeah. than I was. I'm, I I'm less reactive to a lot of things. Yeah, and I think that self-awareness is definitely something that helps with that as well. Being able to be aware of what you're feeling and what you're doing in your space, both mentally, physically, emotionally, It's when you're aware of what's going on, it makes it so much easier. And that's, I mean, all of these are kind of, for me, when I think about my journey with my mental health and the things that I need to continually improve or continually work on, mindfulness, and all of these things are the same thing as mindfulness, right? It feels like everything comes back to mindfulness. Yeah. Self-awareness is being mindful of what you're doing. Emotional, you know, being able to regulate your emotions is being mindful of what you're feeling it all just comes back to mindfulness (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely i i absolutely agree with that um but you have to and it makes you so much more aware of who you feel like inside and it makes you more aware of listen actually listening to people instead of just waiting for a chance for you to defend yourself yeah and 
not only putting myself in the eye of the hurricane and thinking about how I would react, thinking about how where you're coming from, I think was really important for me and realize that there are two sides to everything and it's not just my way or no way. And I think that really is a powerful way to show your partner that you really love them too. Because when I know that you are communicating in a different way or choosing to do something because you know it means a lot to me, those things mean a lot because they're they're actual efforts that are visible. You know, a lot of our mental work is not things that can be visible. And it's hard yeah. for other people to have... Uh, as I mean, the people close to us obviously have a good gauge. But when, you know, I'm able to see that you were actually being aware of what I'm telling you and changing the way you communicate with things. It made a big difference. Yeah, it definitely made me made me listen to you better. And one of the conversations we actually had that I really remember that changed a lot was listening versus fixing. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great one. That's been one that I think that's something we got from something we got from my her. therapist. Yeah, we're not allowed to say her no, name, are we? I don't think so. Okay. That was something I got from my therapist. When Rebecca and I, when we would, well, when we would argue, I would, or when she would vent to me, I would just always want to fix things. She would tell me about a problem and I would just want to fix it, just fix it. And as a man, that's kind of what we're expected to do is to fix things. And so I thought I needed to fix things and it was driving Rebecca crazy. Yeah, it made me, it definitely was frustrating because there were times that either I knew what I needed to do or you know, everything that could be done had already been done. And I just wanted to vent about it to my person. And then (laughs) you would bombard me with ideas. And I know that you were bright eyed and bushy tailed to help. But yeah, it was emotionally exhausting. Yeah, because I just I was just (laughs) trying to get it out. And sometimes I mean, there were times that I wanted help fixing it. But sometimes I just wanted you to listen. So I went to my therapist and I said, you know, she just wants me, she wants me to listen. I don't know how to talk to her, if I'm supposed to listen to her, if I'm supposed to fix things. And she looks at me and she goes, well, why don't you just ask her? (laughs) And I was just like, I can do that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not supposed to be able to tell what it is? She said, no. (laughs) So, yeah, I came home and I said, here's something I want to institute into our conversations. When you need to talk to me about something... I'll ask, am I listening or am I fixing? And I think that happened pretty quick. It got much better after that. Yeah, I agree with that. It definitely, it made me feel like there was no pressure if I wanted to talk to you. Like I could just come talk to you and you would just listen to me no matter what. Yeah, so that was something I think I put in my tool belt on a regular rotation was, am I listening or am I fixing? Which I think really helped me also take a stand back and understand what you are dealing with mentally that day to know kind of where you're at on a mental health scale for the day. Yeah, you know, a tool I think also really helped us with this is the Enneagram. Absolutely. Um, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) When, I mean, when I read my Enneagram type, it was like I had never, it was like somebody just wrote my soul down (laughs) and... I was able to see ways that I was communicating that to me didn't seem like anything, but they translated to really big things for your core fears or they worked against your core desires. So I was able to see how my communication could change. And within that still let you know that, you know, I was here for you and I wanted you to be around and I still needed you there. I just, 
I just needed to take a break and I didn't want you to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think, by the way, if you don't know what Enneagram is or you haven't heard our Enneagram episode, look it up because it, it was absolutely life changing for us. Like Rebecca said, I mean, it was like, I read my number and I wept just because it hit me so hard and it gave me hard truths about where I was and why I do the things that I do. And that really, and there's a thing on there that talks about how the relationships work between the different types. And Rebecca's a type one and I'm a type two. And we read that and it, it helped us immensely. One of the things that I always wanted to do when any sort of tension came up was to just kind of take some time by myself to calm down and process. Um, Which I think is understandable and reasonable. Yeah, and I think that I think that it's actually healthy. If you, I think it's healthier to to take a moment to step away from a situation rather than stay in the moment and say something that you regret. And that's always how I felt. And you want, I feel like sometimes that doesn't go along with. I want to fix. Well, you want to, <laughs> you want to fix and you want to be needed and yeah. wanted. And if you don't have anything to fix for me, are you needed and wanted? So I was able to figure out how that I, how to communicate with you when I just needed space and it wasn't that I was angry with you and I still wanted you and I still needed you. I just needed me time. Yeah. And but. I learned I learned that when you needed me time to give you the me time <laughs> yes. and allow you that space to work out your thoughts in your head and figure out how, what caused the issue yeah. instead of just trying to argue about it when we're both in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And I've learned to appreciate that because... It helps me think about how I'm feeling, too, and gives me time to process what happened so that we can both talk about it together instead of it being worked out when we're both heated. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like nothing good ever comes from talking when you're angry. And it's better to kind of take a moment to step back before saying things because you can never take it back once you say it. Yeah. One of my other tools that I that I really like that I think really changed things also was also from my therapist. And that was spoon theory. Oh, spoon theory is amazing. I love spoon theory. So the idea behind spoon theory is everybody has an allotted amount of spoons for a day. But what what gives spoons to some people could take them away. Like say you have a certain amount of spoons. Like for me, taking a shower gives me spoons. Talking with people gives me spoons. Talking with people takes spoons away from Rebecca. Absolutely. So we have a range on, you know, are our spoons full? Are our spoons empty? Am I okay on spoons? And it helped me visualize, because I'm a, I'm a visual person, it helped me visualize what Rebecca was feeling as far as her anxiety or stress for that day. And same for me. And I think what's so beautiful about spoons is sometimes when you're feeling like you're just out of it and you don't have anything left to give it's really hard to put a finger on what you're actually feeling and communicate that yeah so like there will be times that i'll be like why do i feel so irritable or why do i feel so exhausted and i don't know why but i just know that i'm out of spoons that's all i know and it's a really good way to communicate for us at least you know if if it's been a long day instead of Sometimes I just don't have the emotional energy to go through everything that made it a bad day. And it's just, I'm out of spoons. Yeah. And that's how I know that I need to step up in the house and maybe make dinner instead of having you make dinner and take care of things, help, you know, wrap up the house. And, and, uh, same for you. I mean, when, when I'm low on spoons, you, 
you make sure to take care of me and I really appreciate that and I don't really ever have to do much if I've had like a hard day and it's, it's been great yeah I really like just using that as a communication tool another tool that we use use regularly used I don't know it's been a little bit since we've had to I know I was thinking about like when we were talking about what we were going to talk about when we talked about talking about this <laughs> and that's when we go to bed we lay down for a few minutes and we ask the other is there anything I need to apologize for because sometimes we don't know when we've hurt the feelings of our person and it's important to ask if there's anything that you need to apologize for so you can understand if there's something you need to do differently and I think something I really like about it is there's times that things will happen, small comments will be made, or, you know, you'll react to things a certain way. And it's not that you did anything wrong, but sometimes we get our feelings hurt a little bit. And that's okay. We have the right to have our feelings hurt. You can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do about it. So I appreciate knowing that I'll have the opportunity to talk to you about a way that something could have been handled different. And it doesn't necessarily have to be handled at that very moment. Um, because when you when you have these things that happen and they don't always happen at the ideal time that you can like sit down and talk <laughs> it out afterwards. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you don't get the opportunity to talk about it, but knowing that there's going to be that space for you to talk to your that partner. That dedicated time. Yeah. Helped me and usually the answer was no, but on the times that there were things that happened, I think it was an easy no pressure way because it wasn't like, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something." It was right. just something that we both knew it was going to come up. It was easy peasy handled and it was done. Yeah. And I think that was, that was a really good thing for us um, because it really taught us how to not hurt each other's feelings, even in little ways. Yeah, I agree with that. And sometimes the little things build up and you've got to be careful about letting that happen. And you've got to be, remember that if someone's, someone's not trying to criticize you, if they're telling, asking you to fix something, they're just asking you to do something different. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, I mean, it's important to learn and grow every day with your partner, especially. I agree. I appreciate one thing. We always tell each other we appreciate each other, too. Yeah, that's something my mom actually commented on. I didn't realize we did it. But instead of saying, like, thank you for things, we usually say, I appreciate you. Yeah, it's definitely something. I mean, we say I love you, and then I think probably the phrase we say to each other the second, the most. second most is I appreciate, I appreciate you. 100%. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. And I think it's nice to know that you're appreciated. It is. It's something I think as a society we could all do better about. I feel really fortunate that I've surrounded myself with people that are open to expressing that to each other, but it's not something that everybody gets to hear enough. And it makes it so much easier to put the work in when you know that the other person appreciates you and appreciates your efforts. And I think that's really important. Yeah. One thing I learned about Rebecca from her Enneagram is that she likes to know that she's being just and that she's being right. Not right, because I don't feel like you're that's all, you're always right person. No, but I always want to be moral. Moral, right, and just. Yes. And that's something I realized about Rebecca. So she always wants to make sure that things come across correctly. Yeah. And organized. <laughs> I'm not as organized as I used to be, for the record. <laughs> Sometimes that comes with you know, how busy you are. Yeah, it happens. Um, so, man, 
if I had to summarize, if I had to summarize, like, what I would tell any couple out there is communicate, communicate, communicate. I agree. And try to be mindful with the manner in which you're communicating, too. Yeah. Yes, yelling is communicating, but it's not healthy communication. And I think something that has really helped us is I try to not use the words never or always. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Because when you speak in that, that immediately makes the other person go into defensive mode. And they're absolutes and they're just, it's not, they're not always that way and they're not never that way. One other thing that I think is really important that I just thought about was when you say, I feel like this is how it came across instead of this is how it came across because that I can't help how you feel. Yeah, that's. But I can. But I need to know how you feel. And this is why I'm so thankful to my grandmother because <laughs> she was amazing in teaching me those tools. So I'm happy that I'm happy that you latched onto that too. Yeah, I love it. You can't help how you feel. Right. You you can control what you do with those feelings, but you can't help how you feel. So when you're talking to somebody, especially if it's somebody that cares about you and that you care about, they, they can't change the way you feel. That's not something that can be changed, but they can change moving forward. Yeah. And not speaking in absolutes and saying, you know, you always do this. If you just say, I feel like, you know, I feel like this is a problem or when you do this, it makes me feel like this. That's definitely been, really effective with us and just because that's just the facts and you know those are how those actions make me feel and usually we're able to then dissect why those actions make me feel that way and then figure out the real core root yeah another piece of advice i would have is if you are bickering or feeling annoyed with your partner lean into it because it's generally an indication of something a little bit deeper going on and when we talk about it we usually figure it out Yeah, and it's like when it's small things that wouldn't normally affect you and you're affected by it. That's usually a good flag for me to kind of try to figure it out. And a lot of times I can't figure it out and we end up getting into, I don't want to call it a fight, but what is... My brother calls them, my brother Grant calls them debates. (laughs) Yeah, we get into our debates. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. It's good to know that he doesn't think we argue. Yeah, I feel like we have a very healthy way of talking about the things that happen in our relationship yeah there's no name calling there's no yelling sometimes there's some passionate talking but it's usually (laughs) about (laughs) passionate passionate tough talk (laughs) talking with a little bit of hot sauce (laughs) 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 but but we're always able to communicate in ways of just the facts of this is i'm feeling like this and sometimes you just say i'm feeling like this and i don't know why and usually we can try to you know when do you feel that way is there something specific that the other person does that makes you feel that way and try to figure it out because the small things sometimes you don't even realize them and they add up yeah and they become the big things for sure another thing that i really uh appreciate is you don't bring up and i don't bring up our transgressions from the past because we just try to fix it at that point and move forward and I think it's important not to not to hold on to things and build up resentment for something. I think there is a space for talking about recent things yeah, and unresolved things. I think yeah. the big thing there is unresolved things. So if you mm-hmm. sit down and talk about it and figure it out and you come to a solution, I don't think it's fair down the line to then bring that back up. 
because when you're sitting down to talk about it, you're kind of agreeing that you're going to move past it. So I do think it's really important to move past things. But if there's things that are unresolved, even if they're from the past, I think they need to be resolved. Yeah, I agree. Like bring it at least lay it all out on the table so that everybody knows where they're coming from. And that's another thing that you can't expect the other person to know what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. And maybe that's a good safe space talk. Yeah, for sure. Safe space talks. I feel like they've really helped us. Yeah. To know that you have the opportunity without being interrupted, because that's what always happens. We want to defend ourselves because we want the other person to know that it wasn't our intention to hurt them. And I mean, that's how I am, right? Like, if you come to me and you tell me I did something, I immediately want to fix it. Yeah. So, I think Same. I think guys have that a little more than women. I don't know about <laughs> that, though. I don't know. But that's human nature. We want to fix it. But sometimes we just need to hear it out. And if we if we try to get defensive and justify why we did it, even if we had every right and we were justified in our actions, if you don't let your partner finish that, getting that out and expressing that to you, they're just going to continue to bottle it up. Yeah. And that's not healthy for any relationship. So thanks for listening about today about our tool belts for our relationships, for mindfulness, for being the better version of yourself. Thank you to our sponsors, BetterHelp, and Let's Get Real Bro. And until next time, guys, it's okay to not be okay. Rebecca and I were going to wrap this up, but we decided to play a round of Let's Get Real Bro. All right, um, okay. what card did we go with? So card, this is a level two, pretty real card. Um, and the question is, if your life was a book, what would be the name of the current chapter you're on and why? Ooh, that's a good one. I like this one a lot. Hmm. Do you want me to go first? Sure. My first inclination is reforging the darkness. Mm, I like it. Because I'm taking something that was a really hard time for me to go through and turning it into something beautiful. And, you know, going through this journey, I really have been appreciating seeing what's taking shape inside me and taking shape of who I am and really embracing the process. Yeah, it's been really cool to watch you go through your growth. It's, it's been, been a, an honor. It's been a lot. Yeah. But I'm I'm proud of you. It's been it's been awesome to watch you grow. I think Thank I you. would I think I would say my chapter would probably be something about my choice to stop running. Okay. Um, I feel like in the last, I feel like in the last few years, I've really tried to deal with things that I suppressed for a long time <laughs> that I was just running away from. And that's not good for your health. It's not good for anything. And I think right now in my current journey, I'm just trying to stop running from everything that's happened to me thus far and deal with it and then embrace who I am and who I want to be and what my identity is and not what I need to live up to as other people's standards for who I need to be. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, watching watching you from this side of things, because I started my mental health journey a little bit, well, my bettering of myself, my mental health, a little bit before you did. And to see it from this side has been really, really cool because you've really embraced it. And sometimes it was hard to deal with for you but I'm really proud of you for getting through it and making it this far. Thank you. Because it's not always easy. No, it's hard. I mean, and if there's anybody out there who's considering therapy, 
I want you to know that there will be times that it feels like it's harder than it was in the beginning when you're trying to figure out things that you're processing and dealing with. But stick the course or stay the course because it's so worth it in the end when you're able to come out with that understanding. But just know that there's going to be things that come up that might make you feel uncomfortable, but sit in that and embrace it because it's the only way that you're going to be able to grow from it. And I know it's uncomfortable because I've done it, but it's it's worth it. Sometimes you're going to see the worst parts of yourself, but the journey is about learning how to fix those things. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks guys for sticking around while Rebecca and I played a round of Let's Get Real, bro. Thanks for sticking around for our whole conversation today. It was really wonderful to have you on. I'm so glad that the listeners finally got to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope, you know, I hope that there's maybe one tool that you can try and see if it helps you. And if it does, feel free to reach out to Sky or me. I would love to hear about it and how it helped you. Yeah, we want to know what works. Maybe you have a tool that we didn't talk about today that you want to hear a little bit more about. Shoot us an email. Make sure to check out our website, heymanitsokay.com. Uh, our contact information is on there. There's a little bit about Mike and I on the website, as well as links to our sponsors at the bottom of our pages. There's also links to really important causes with donation links below. So thanks for joining us. And until next time, it's okay to not be okay. Okay.